0: running in Saudi Arabia. Some like it hot, some like it hot, <laughs> and some like it even hotter. Welcome to Hit No Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Heiko. For a long time, about sharing the story with you, the running world seems to be becoming or turning into a mainstream Instagram or social media run map. (laughs) Park runs, marathons, routes everywhere. But there are countries where running is still in its infancy, where it's not part of tradition or culture, but it is growing. With enthusiastic runners showing up, organizing themselves, planning races, and not looking for excuses or reasons not to run. I honestly must tell you that I had some great moments running in Saudi Arabia. Yep, that's what today's podcast is all about, running in Riyadh to be more specific. First off, don't think if you've run on a hot summer's day that you know what hot is. The Saudi weather has those couple of extra degrees, and the thing is, the heat, the hot weather, it lasts a long time. (laughs) Whether you're destined to go there for work, or perhaps as a tourist, take along your running gear. You'll be glad you did. Oh, maybe you heard or read some negative stories about this great country. First off, don't believe all the negative stories. Rather get first-hand experiences and you'll find many like-minded people in a country that surprises you. Quite different to the image the media sometimes portrays. But I just want to share with you my heart-running experience in Saudi. (laughs) Especially because so many people told me it would be impossible to run there. Not only due to the heat, but also that it's not part of tradition that short trousers are frowned upon and there are hardly any run events anyway. (laughs) Join me as I clear some fake news, nonsense and present you some first-hand accounts of what it's like and the friend runners I met. All of them hot, by the way. <laughs> yes, heat will be a topic throughout this whole podcast, obviously because, just for starters, what do you guess the average annual temperature is for Riyadh, the capital? The average means not the maximum, the maximum and the minimum. So what, what will that give you? I'll tell you, the average high for Riyadh is 32 degrees Celsius or 90 Fahrenheit. That's the average. And many, many days, it's over 40, over 45, going up to 48. Now, that is impressive. (laughs) Look, I, I grew up in South Africa, and there are some hot places there, be it Uppington, where, well, it is said that the people there, They all go to heaven when they die because they've been living in hell. (laughs) Or Otsun, where I spent my national service time. Hot places. I lived in Delhi for some years in Mexico, so I thought, hey, I know what hot is. I know heat. That's why before I went to Saudi, I didn't think for a second that I wouldn't be able to run there. So my mind was in the right place. But still, the heat is a different one. In Uppington, on a hot summer's day, it can be 34 degrees Celsius or 94 Fahrenheit. And that is maybe a couple of days in December or January. Riyadh, it boasts five months of temperatures over 100 Fahrenheit, over 45 degrees on a regular basis. So your iPhone app is going to show you some amazing numbers. (laughs) And let me be honest, it makes a huge difference. Perhaps now as you're listening to it and you're thinking, I don't know, it doesn't sound so much more, I mean... 41 or 45 <laughs> there's one benefit though the heat is very dry so for me at least it is much more pleasant than running in the tropics i don't like the tropics humidity not my thing <laughs> it makes me think back to the time when i was living in india and i was feeling awful one day i remember this clearly I a little sidetrack here but i was feeling really horrible And I finally looked up a doctor, and he didn't take five minutes, and he said, yep, you got malaria. (laughs) And that day, I thought I was going to die. I was in huge pain. And the next day, the pain was so bad, I wish I was going to (laughs) die. But anyway, back to Saudi and running in the heat. As luck would have it, I arrived in Riyadh in February. It was a cool 23 degrees, 74 degrees Fahrenheit. Really nice. means, well, my hotel was right in the center of Riyadh. That's a modern city with some real impressive skyline and the typical hustle and bustle of a, of a major capital. To those of you who listen to this podcast often, thank you very much to the loyal listeners, you know I'm very impressed with my Suunto. To those that hear me mention a product, and I'm now getting all panicky. Oh my goodness, it's product placement. It should. Be... No, it's not product placement, nor is it any form of sponsoring. I bought the watch, I paid for it, it's mine, I like it, and I'm gonna tell you about it, okay? So, back to the Sunto running watch. It has this great function whereby you can view popular routes in any given city. I'm sure other watches, they also have a function like that. So, I click on my heat maps, I entered Riyadh and hmm. I'm a bit surprised. Usually if you click on a city like, well, London or Frankfurt or Paris, you're going to find so many heat maps. And you can just select the route that you like and the distance that's convenient. And you can download it onto your watch and you can run there. But here in Riyadh, huh, there was not a lot to choose from. About 10 routes and they were very short, less than 2 kilometers and always around a city neighborhood or a loop. But before we start this little run adventure, let me just dive into the dangers of hot weather running, dehydration, heat cramps, heat exhaustion, and heat stroke. You need to drink adequate fluids during the day. What does adequate fluid mean? More than you've ever drunk before in your whole life, not just a glass of water before you head out. (laughs) And a heat cramp is something you're going to feel immediately, it is a pain unique like any other. Should you then continue to run, the next stage would be, but you're not going to. If you ever have a heat cramp, you're going to stop if you're a really sensible person. But if you're not, you will end up getting a heat stroke. That is dizziness, heavy sweating. And if you don't get out of the heat now after a heat cramp and a heat stroke, you will end up with, well, disorientation and you'll lead up to fainting. That's it. (laughs) They can just scoop you up from the pavement. (laughs) What i'm saying is that if you haven't drunk enough during the hot day don't go out and run that's how serious it is use common sense if you're running and you get a cramp limp back to your hotel just get out of the sun don't be a hero we don't need another hero. we don't need another hero it will get worse if you prepare correctly wearing one of those snazzy function t-shirts and you should use sunscreen Except. You British runners, you don't need to. You like to get sunburned. You need that bright red look. <laughs> oh, and another tip, make sure you take on thin socks because in the heat, your feet are prone to to swell up even more than usual. And if you have thin socks, uh, you're not going to get blisters. Well, you shouldn't be getting blisters then. Okay, back to my first run in Rio. So I made sure I remember some of the landmarks as I didn't want to Make news headlines a lost runner, foreigner found after 14 days in the city. <laughs> so there was no route outside my hotel, and the closest one I saw was the King Fired Medical Hospital. It must be one of the biggest hospital complexes I've ever seen, and the, the building is surrounded by a wall which is shaped in a triangle. I thought, hey, a triangle route, that looks pretty good. Just around the hospital, ha, or I went. Now, the friendly Filipino receptionist, he already complimented me on my running gear. Wow, and I already felt like a champ. This is it. The bellboy, when I went through the door, he looked at me in amazement. Oh, good luck, sir. I thought, this is it. Finally, I'm getting some respect. <laughs> my first impression was that, oh, this pavement, pavement, it offers some extra training. Let me explain. The pavement, it is higher than in most countries I've visited. And if I was running on the street and I wanted to get up on the pavement, it took a a good jump, not an effort, but, you know, just a bit higher jump than usual. Not just a little skip. I reached the street where the hospital was located and, hey, I could pick up my pace. I remember it clearly. This is it. All I have to do now, run and keep the wall of the hospital to my left. I don't need to navigate. I don't need to look at my watch. Nothing and i was enjoying this i was watching the morning traffic go by and you know so many different makes of cars the minarets of the mosque visible between the buildings and suddenly i realized hang on i've been here before how can this be <laughs> what happened well simple the king Fard medical center it's really huge impressive but the route around it it's still just 3.3 kilometers long means even if you walk it won't take you half an hour to complete so I ended up running around the hospital three times and then headed back to my hotel. The bellboy, he gave me a, very good sir. (laughs) The Filipino receptionist, he gave me a thumbs up as I passed dripping with sweat, really horrible through the lobby. (laughs) And then the elevator, I'm not going to, you know how it is sometimes. You you see the doors closing and you decide to, to just jump inside and that's what I did and I'm standing in the middle of this group of three young Saudi men. They're all looking smart wearing the their white thalp and they're smelling fresh men's deodorant. They're looking number one. And there I was in the middle. <laughs> Seven, please. <laughs> I was sweating profusely from this heat, the exhaust fumes. Look, I didn't smell like a million bucks. I think everybody was a bit embarrassed, so I turned to the guy next to me and I said, look, I'm really sorry you have to share this lift with me. (laughs) They all laughed and they asked me where I'm from and a big welcome to Riyadh and, you know, enjoy it and what a polite encounter. Guys had good humour as I stumbled out of the elevator. First two lessons learned. Number one, when returning to your hotel, take the stairs. Number two, bring more running T-shirts as once they are dry, your t-shirt is going to be full of lines of dried sweat, white, white crusty sweat. <laughs> running those temperatures and the spring-like temperatures, it was very pleasant. But as I lived there for quite some time, I knew I would have to prepare myself for some tough extreme temperatures. Yes, it's true that running in extreme heat requires precaution. As of course, heat-related illnesses, it's something serious. Running in the heat causes your body, your muscles to heat up internally as you move along. As they as the heat up, you start, to, um, you start to sweat more, as the guys in the elevator could vouch for. <laughs> in an attempt to cool down, your body sends blood to your muscles, to the skin, to come into contact with a, with a relative cooler air and sweaty skin. But there are three issues. Your muscles, they need blood to gain oxygen and therefore your blood cannot get cooled down at the skin. It leaves your muscles without any oxygen. And the blood which remains in the muscle, which doesn't rise to get cooled, it starts to get even hotter. And the skin doesn't get cooled as the sweat doesn't evaporate. Basically, it is a case of air temperature exceeds your body's release of excessive heat. And the third point is that your body is trying hard to cool down by producing more and more sweat. That means you dehydrate. Electrolytes, bye-bye, which means that your already tired, overworked muscles must work even harder to keep up. And as we're all unique, science has found that some people are more prone to heat stroke than others. You know if you are prone to heat stroke or not. Okay, if you don't, you you will. It's simple. A heat stroke occurs when the body's temperature rises over 105 degrees Fahrenheit. It means you ignored the heat exhaustion and somehow you also ignored having the cramps. That's nearly impossible. So don't, don't worry about this. To sum it up, listen to your body. Just pay attention and use common sense. If you start to cramp up, don't be a hero. Get out of the sun. Drink some sports drinks with electrolyte. That's quite obvious. Important is how to prepare for this heat. And if you ask Google, you will find that you should avoid running in the heat, wear a cap and drink a lot. More or less. Simple advice. Still, it's not very helpful, is it? From my own experience, I want to share with you that, yes, definitely drinking a lot more than you usually do or ever did is vital and not just water, electrolytes are a must. And then, you need to acclimatize. Don't rush and do a 10K. Yes, I know, I did one, but it wasn't in the midst of summer. Acclimatization means you're going to start easy, more easy than you would imagine. First off, bad news, you need to go to bed early. (laughs) Why? Well, you need to get up very early before the sun starts to glow, basically, before the sun starts to rise and wait for it, you will go for a brisk walk. I know you're a runner. Still, you'll go for a walk. You'll practice drinking more than you ever have. And if you follow those two points, you're drinking a lot and you're going for a brisk walk, you're already off to a fantastic start. Now, a brisk walk I understood, yes, you're a tough guy, you're a tough girl, you love to run, yes, I understood. You tuned into the show for running advice, and now I say you need to go for a walk? Well, during this walk, you're going to feel that heat, and I promise you, it takes a while. It is such a powerful feeling. Living in Saudi and going about your daily tasks, you're hardly going to feel how hot it actually is, because everything's air-conditioned. Your room, your reception area, the car, the lobby, the office, the shopping mall, and I mean, it's really air-conditioned. Some shops, you could, you could keep a body there, just on the floor for a week without a whiff of demise, it's so cold. <laughs> but during this first walk, you're going to be taking the heat, it's going to sneak up on you, it's going to take about 50 meters, and suddenly you realize, oh my goodness, what is wrong? What's happening here? <laughs> it feels as though you just walked into a fully heated furnace. I remember as I was walking through Riyadh on a hot summer's day practicing this I recall as children we went on a school excursion and we went to some sawmills and I think it's Sabi Paper Mill something like that where the tour led you past a huge furnace to dry the wood and what they do is the 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 guide there or whatever he made you stand in front of the door and then he opened the door very quickly so you could have a peek inside in the, and you went close not suspecting anything and suddenly it hit you, this immense heat in your face, in your chest, in your arms, such a powerful force and this must have been nearly 40 years ago and I recall that moment during my first time running in Saudi <laughs> during the summer, hot as a furnace Plan at least two weeks to get used to that feeling. Now, I'm not saying not to run during those two weeks. I'm saying plan to get used to it. Build up towards your first run. Now, one rule which I always obeyed is, if I didn't get out running before 5 a.m., I wouldn't run. I tell you, it's just too hot towards the end. For example, 5.30 sunrise, and you have another 20 minutes to do to run before you get into that danger zone. <laughs> it happened to me a few times. And... Running later during the day is nearly impossible. The sunlight is just too strong and the reflection off the street, the buildings, everything, it makes it a losing battle. So again, you're going to start by walking. Get your routine in place, four to six days, just going for walks. Drinking. Yeah, use a HR monitor, heart rate monitor. And make sure that your pace is slower than usual. If you overdo it in the beginning because you want to be a hero, you will suffer a setback. Only when, only if you are used to that furnace feeling, you start to run short distances. Do a 3K, not a full speed 3K, a slow one. And work your way up towards your usual distance minus at least 25%. Means if you usually do a 10K, don't exceed a 7K. There will be no benefit, only higher risk. If you usually run a 5K, be satisfied with a 3.5. And always get the run in before the sun comes up. And then during those days when the temperature drops due to a sandstorm or for whatever reason it cools down sometimes, that is then the day when you can train at a faster pace or go for longer distances. But the rest of the days, take it easy and ignore the time. Personal bests are not reached in hot and tough weather conditions. (laughs) Changing your run times. Now, the city comes alive after... The sun has gone down and restaurants are open till late, means there are lots of people out and about. And once you start to run at night, what then happens is you will start to find other runners even at midnight. What a great alternative. Now, before you get all excited, there are a couple of points that make your midnight run a tricky one. I didn't get the hang of that so well (laughs) because... If you can sleep till 10 the next day, that's great. But if you have to be at the office at 8 30, running at midnight, then having a shower, then settling down, it might be 3 a.m. before you get to sleep. And that's just too early then to get up and to be at work at 8 30, isn't it? <laughs> For me at least. Plus, don't expect that at midnight uh, it's going to be like a lot cooler. Nope. Listen, it's still very hot. Plus it's dark and crossing a street reminds me of song. <laughs> take a chance on me, take a chance, take a chance on... Because the drivers of SUVs or trucks, they tend to be the strongest species. So sometimes it's a bit of a risk. But yes, better than not running at all. Ultimately, I found another route that I really enjoyed and this was downtown around the King Fudd National Library. The Holiday Inn and the Haraj Computer Shopping Area. The benefits of running there is that... There are a few high-risk streets to cross, and you will meet other runners around the National Library, which is a stunning series of skyscraper buildings surrounded by the King Fahd, the Riyadh Tower. It's a very impressive skyline. And after a couple of runs around the area, you tend to see the same runners. And guess what? It wasn't long before I spotted a runner wearing a Comrades T-shirt. Ha! I couldn't believe it. I caught up with them and had a chat with him, and I'm like, congrats to your comrades. And... He was most surprised, as it turned out, he was one of the two Saudi runners to have completed the race. A difficult run to prepare for anywhere in the world, but especially in Riyadh, where there are hardly any hills, plus, of course, the heat. But that wasn't a problem for him, as I think he was used to extreme temperatures. Who would have figured that? And the nice part is, I hardly spoke in Arabic, a greeting and some courtesies, and obviously English wasn't his mother tongue, but... The enthusiasm to talk about running that is something unique, and it builds an instant connection and already you 're going to get some running advice don 't run here run there that 's a good place there 's a park over there and yeah, of course, there are some running routes in the diplomatic area, but running there it it wasn 't for me it's that 's what it must be like running in a prison it's strange but a lot of negative vibes in those communities living in in great conditions, but lots of moaning and groaning going on. <laughs> For another nice track to go to, it's the Prince Sultan University or Nada Park, except on Fridays as it's a popular barbecue place and it's they're not suitable to go for a run. The King Abdullah Park, another great location with many runners from beginners to more serious looking athletes. Now in Riyadh, there's a run club that I know of, and there might be others, but I can only comment on this one as I, I, I'd never joined the other ones. It's the Riyadh Road Runners, a nice bunch of runners, friendly. And for the last five years, they've even organized a marathon just on the outskirts of Riyadh, a tough course with some clients, and it draws a lot of runners, also from the expat community. It's hosted by the Riyadh Roadrunners, and have a look at the website. They have a 5K series, 8K, 10, and and an ultra, which is supposed to be held in March 2020. You should join if you're there. As these events, they take a lot of effort to organize, and every entrant helps makes it a better run event. In some Facebook forums, they even have photos of the clubs in its heydays in the 1960s (laughs) when women were also wearing shorts and t-shirts and participating in run events. I mean, what history. Uh, They also, ladies, also take part in running events and there's a group of female runners that meet up for regular run events. Uh, The group was started by a local company that designs running clothes exclusively for women and it reached some fame for their very unique marketing and promotion thereof. Okay, the final point. Why on earth would you want to run in hot weather anyway? Because surely it cannot be good for you. Ah, Sorry, another uh, myth buster coming up. (laughs) Actually, running in hot weather has some huge advantages. If you have a couple of excess pounds and you follow through on this advice and go outside walking, building up to running, you will lose any excess weight you have in no time. Other benefits are that your blood volume will increase and you will Earn or yeah, you will earn you will learn how to control your temperature so you adapt and can stay cooler for longer time periods your sweat will become less salty and this happens sooner as it's a cooling process but the best part is running in hot conditions you will learn one of the biggest fundamentals for successful running and that is you will learn to endure uncomfortable running environments or running conditions And this is something that you will benefit from in any race scenario or run event that challenges you. Being comfortable with the uncomfortable, priceless conditioning. And I can honestly say that I met some of the friendliest runners in the streets of Riyadh. So whenever you head over to Riyadh, pack your running gear and go for a run next time do join me as i will share with you my Jeddah run experience also in saudi arabia a total different city different vibe one of my favorites as it's so original hey thanks for joining me go out for a run until then take it easy